0: And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, covering down on some ground across the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about we are way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, all thrown in just for good measure. Uh, well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into to the first topic, corralling society. But first, but first, we do have an announcement. I, I, this is. This is breaking news. This is breaking right side news. Like this is where I need to have a Fox News alert, kind of thing. Ooh, we need to get a. We need to get an alert sound. <laughs> alert sound. What do you have over there? What sound uh, nothing, effects do you have on the rack? Nothing cool like that. Come on, what do you got over there? You got a camel. You got an explosion. <laughs> you got an applause. What else do you have?
1: Uh, I mean, nothing good. All I have are like crickets, crickets chirping. No, we don't want that one.
0: That's not. That's not. That's not breaking news.
1: And then the wah wah.
0: No, that's not breaking news. That's like totally anticlimactic I things. don't
1: have anything breaking news other than the applause right now. That's the, that's the only thing we got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, here you, We're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. So, and, and speaking of working on this, so here's the deal. So, um, you, you guys hear Boomer's voice all the time. What you didn't know is that Boomer's better three quarters. Yes. Uh, is, uh, her nickname is McQueen. And so uh, is it Ma Queen or McQueen?
1: I think just McQueen. McQueen. I, honestly, our, our little boy is a huge Cars fan. Yeah. And so so there we go, McQueen.
0: So Boomer and McQueen <laughs> are going to start being, uh, you know, you're going to start hearing more from them. But what I'm, what I'm thinking is pretty cool is uh, you're going to start hearing once a week in the middle of all the other podcasting that we do for this show. Uh, Boomer McQueen, you guys are going to have your own gig, right? Your own that's podcast. Right.
1: Yeah, it's going to be our own podcast. It's a fling off of this, but uh, we're calling it Running um, Running to the Right Life like because, obviously, we are on the right side of things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, that's I, I, See, I love that. Runn- running By the way, the, yeah. that makes you the very first like subsidiary of Right Side Media. Ooh,
1: that's nice. Running through the right life, subsidiary. I can't even say that word. Subsidiary. Subsidiary of, of right, right Side, Side Media. Media.
0: I like it. I'm digging it. Okay, so you guys, you like you, you, you kind of ran the the. By the way, Boomer, you got to post the video.
1: Oh, we do need to post the video. It's actually really funny. So the
0: the funniest. So Boomer sent me the like uh, the the like the first run of their their podcast this weekend, and I sent it back and I said I said <laughs> I said we love. So Charlene and I both listened to it. We're like we love Boomer McQueen. But you sent me first. You sent me a video with y'all sitting here in the studio, <laughs> going back and forth, and it cracked me up. Oh yeah. man!
1: If y'all, we'll we'll post it. We'll post it on Instagram and uh, everything for everyone to see. When uh, when my wife sat down and started doing this podcast, she kind of. She
0: uh
1: oh man you, you you just have to see it. It it, it, it we almost <laughs> didn't start this podcast. <laughs>
0: y'all y'all are a hoot. All right, I think this is going this is going to go gangbusters. So listen you guys, uh audience uh, folks out there, a bunch of right-side ruffians, uh, you got the uh, the next round of things you can also partake in when it comes to the folks here at Right Side, Boomer and McQueen are going to have their <laughs> podcast weekly uh, calling it, uh, was it Running With The Right Life? Yeah, Running
1: Yeah, running Through The Right Life. Running
0: Through The Right Life. Yeah,
1: it's. I mean, it, it's just digging a little deeper, you know, just into our lives and, you know, some, some other people's lives. And what, what does it take to raise kids in today's what it environment? it takes to raise kids and just walk through life with each other, walk through yeah. life, uh, you know, honestly, more so just with God's help.
0: I, I, I can see it working, man. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we love y'all and we're looking forward to it. Well so. we,
1: We're excited about it. We can't, we can't wait to, uh,
0: release these. I think we're going to start it in February. <laughs> and, and, uh, and what's a, what's a, what's a real hoot is, uh, is, is McQueen herself is a hoot. Oh yes. So I, I suspect this is going to go well. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I, I think we just need to have you guys on the show once in a while too.
1: Oh, you know what? Maybe I should ask her. We'll, I, that we'll would just, be fun.
0: We'll just figure that out.
1: It, it, it
0: just her, having her in the
1: studio, she I mean, came Bird in it would man. be kind of crazy. I we, know we, we lost, lost Birdman.
0: We haven't had Boomer and the Birdman in forever, so maybe we just have Boomer and McQueen come on.
1: I think that's a great idea. We'll ask her. Now I'm scared. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited.
0: Uh-huh. So thanks for letting us do this. Oh man, this is cool. All right, all right. So uh, people are already texting about that. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's, there's. That's very cool. Uh, and by the way, somebody, Brian from Huntsville, just gave you an idea for a sound effect, I believe. So you might want to check Ooh, that I'll, out. Oh, I'll check it out. He says, I'm just going to go to it. What's he say right here? The, by the way, the text lines are open, 833-687-4448. That's 833 68 right And if you dial in for the very first time or text in for the very first time, I mean, then uh, when you do, text the word right side, all one word. You'll get an automatic message back that says something like, Hey, you right side ruffian, thanks for joining. Uh, hundreds of people are in our text string. And, uh, and we, we take those comments throughout the show. Uh, Brian from Huntsville says, uh, you need the, uh, the red alert from original Star Trek. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I okay. I can picture
0: it. Oh. R- I, can, I can picture it. I got to find it now. I'm going right. to write that down. And then, uh, and then uh, we have somebody new who texted in. Um, with a 630 area code, actually. It says, I can't wait for Boomer and McQueen. So whoever that is, tell us your uh, name and where you're from, but uh, we appreciate you being in the audience. So uh, good stuff. Um, you know who that is? Who's that? Is that? That's McQueen. <laughs> is that McQueen? <laughs> See, she's already messing with us. She's already, messing, she's with already messing with us. All right. Hey, let me jump over to number one of the Triple Dipper before I just burn through all of our time. Uh, so... Corralling society, that's what I'm calling this. For the next little bit here, let me, let me just lay something out for you. And I'll, and I'll go ahead and say right up front, whenever I see something that is being touted by the World Economic Forum and the United Nations together, I get red flags. So, yeah, this is where maybe we need more than that uh, Star Trek red alert sound. We, but, but you've, you've got you to know that when there's certain organizations that are consistently on the progressive restructuring of society – Um, that when they advocate for something, I'm going to be looking at it sideways. So how many of y'all have ever heard of a thing called the 15-Minute City? Well, I caught wind of this yesterday. There's a guy, by the way, you know what, maybe during the show today I'll play it. But on social media, there's a guy named Doug, uh, who's a used car salesman from England, go figure, who wrote a poem that said they still couldn't see. And what he's basically doing was calling out all the things that we have just allowed our societies to do to us without question. And and, and, and it's amazing. But in the middle of it all, he mentioned the 15-minute city. And I was listening to it, I thought, what is that? So I Googled it, and I told Charlene, I said, I just got my first segment. So here it is, the 15-minute city. The whole idea is restructuring the urban environment so that you live in little enclaves where everything you need is within a 15-minute walk of your house. Now sounds cool. I wouldn't. And I, when I was in D.C., it was very cool at times. I mean, when I worked at the Pentagon, um, like any of you guys who have ever worked in D.C., you know what uh, Pentagon City is. Pentagon City is just like a a section of the downtown D.C. area. They call it Pentagon City, and and there's also Crystal City, and there's you know there's several others like there's Alexandria, which is really Alexandria, is not D.C. But anyway, the bottom line is you have like everywhere else, uh, you have enclaves that are named within the boundaries of a larger municipality. Okay. Pentagon City was very cool. I remember a guy telling me, because had there's a whole underground aspect. There were literally, you could live in a high-rise apartment on the 10th floor. You could go down your elevator to the basements, and the basements, there were drugstores and restaurants and grocery stores and, you know, Uh, fast food chains, and you had the occasional offices and all that. And if you, I had a guy tell me that he literally realized one time he had not been outside in the bright light light of sun for over a week. All he did was in his apartment, he went down to the basement, he worked at a restaurant, he went back to the elevator, went back up to his apartment, and it's possible. But here's my point in this. The 15-minute city might sound cool, but it cannot be a government mandate. It has to be a thing that springs up because people want it and they're seeking it out. If that happens, why would I care? But when you get down to what's happening with the World Economic Forum, and by the way, the very first article, which I'm holding up to the camera right now, all highlighted, marked up and with notes written on it, is actually from the World Economic Forum. It says, urbanism trends come and go, but the 15-minute city framing of walkable, mixed-use urban development is a lot more than a fad. This, by the way, is dated March of 2022. This is a fairly new concept. It says, as climate change and global conflict cause shock and stresses at faster intervals and increasing severity, the 15-minute city will become even more critical. The 15-minute city concept, it says, which implies having all necessary amenities within a short walk, a bike ride, or a public transit trip from one's home, Has demonstrated itself not just as an idea, but as a powerful tool from action for action. Oh, so it's an action agenda. It's not just a. This is a cool thing. I mean, it's one thing if you have like the villages down in Florida, you know, where they've got everything in a community. I, I get it, and you know what? And people flock there. That's cool. But when government begins to mandate it in order to fit a larger action agenda, like in this case. Green policies, then it's a different story. Then it becomes a mandate for certain behaviors, and it also becomes a place where, truthfully, you can be locked down. And, and that's what gives me pause. First of all, and by the way, whenever they get into gobbledygook speak, like they don't even talk anymore like real people, listen to this. All right, Boomer, tell me how many good Scrabble words you find in this one phraseology. You ready? Oh, boy. All right. There let's we see go. Us. With COVID-19 and its variants keeping everyone home or closer to home than usual, the 15-minute city went from a nice-to-have to to a rallying cry. Meeting all of one's needs within a walking, biking, or transit distance was suddenly a matter of life and death. The pandemic created an urgency around equitable urbanism that sidelined arguments about bike lanes and other amenities that have roiled communities for years. I don't recall ever being roiled. Roiled. Yes, roiled. Don't... uh, in fact, don't ever use that word with me again. No. <laughs> Royal. <laughs> I, feel, I feel dirty for having used that word. I don't know why. But, uh, but the end result is here. The pandemic created an urgency around equitable urbanism that sidelined arguments about bike lanes and other amenities that have roiled communities for years. No. First of all, the pandemic didn't change a thing about my hometown. Did it for you? I don't think so. I mean, did, did anything about... I'll tell you What happened? It made me want to get back out and people to get out of my way so I could take my wife to dinner again. It made me want to get out so I could go back to the office. It made me want to get out so that we could, you know, do a radio show without worrying about whether or not uh, we could go meet with people to advertise or whatever else and have the meetings that is necessary to run a business. How about this? You look through the entire thing and you find out that the World Economic Forum, when they're talking about this, says, you know, here we are. And it says, in order to get this point across there will be a lot of creative destruction along the way that's what it says there will be a lot of creative destruction along the way but that is how cities renew itself from within the cities don't decentralize the cities that don't decentralize work will struggle mightily in ways both known and unimaginable what they just said is we got to tear some things down we got to have an action agenda to fit the larger agenda and if it means putting people into communities where everything they have is within a 15-minute walk, that's what we'll do. Why would they do that? Well, they say here in another article, and by the way, this, this trend started in England and has made its way to the United States, but a, an overly long, overly verbose article that I've got here in my hands from uh, uh, the United Kingdom says, a 15-minute neighborhood involves a menu of policy actions, policy actions, that provide residents access to most, if not all, of their needs within a short walk or bike ride from their home. It's based upon four pillars, they say. Proximity, okay. Diversity, oh, here we go. Density and ubiquity. Whatever. Here's the the phrase that that really got me. The COVID-19 lockdown forced millions of people to spend much more time in their immediate neighborhoods, and many of them began to see their communities in a new and often more favorable light. Liberated from the daily grind of their journeys to work, commuters have enjoyed additional opportunities for recreation, exercise, interaction, and collaboration provided by working from home. What they're saying is they want us to be separate. What they're saying is they want us to have little enclaves where we can feel secure. And oh, by the way, where there's no need to travel because everything you need is there. Pray tell, why would that be? Maybe it's because the same study I'm looking at says too many cities these days are overly reliant upon cars. Oh, and not just for traffic. It's because they want to move us to EVs, electric vehicles. They want a mandate. And they know they can't get past the mandate if you have to get somewhere. So what they want to do is they want to restructure society so you don't have to get somewhere. So when you do have to get behind the wheel of a vehicle, it doesn't have to go very far. Because keep in mind, you can't go more than about 300 miles on a full charge on most EVs today. And so what they're doing is the World Economic Forum with all of its push towards green new policies, is literally espousing and the UN is buying and socialist uh, mayor of Paris and others are buying into the idea that we tear some things down, restructure the way society works, pretend that everybody loves not having to go very far because no one wants to really get out. They all want to be home where it's sunshine and unicorns. And we just hunker down in our little enclaves, our little, you know, our little ghettos, our little our little areas where we have no reason to have to be outside the the walls that we're used to. And I find that to be very suspect. And I just ran along, Boomer. You just going to let me talk, man? I mean, I'm just sitting here. I was just letting you go. Yeah, You apparently did. You better did. take me to a break right now <laughs> or we're not going to have time to go anywhere. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right talking about 15-minute communities. What do you think? Text it on in and we'll read it. Coming up top of the hour, Erica Thomas from 1819. We'll be right back. And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, On the text line, Missy from Falkville texted in, says, I like my enclave. I got three acres in the middle of nowhere, but I can walk across the road and grab a cheesecake or a thick sandwich from the Mennonite community. Man, a thick sandwich or a cheesecake. Apparently, I am extremely hungry because that hit me just right. I agree with you, Missy. Uh, Hey, uh, I I left myself hardly any time at all to finish this topic, but I got to tell you, here's... So Bloomberg ran an article, and I pulled this one because I thought there's got to be a counter opinion out there. Well, there were. I thought this was a counter opinion article, except that what it basically is is an article saying 15 minute cities don't do enough. But here's 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 the uh, here's the part that really got me because you can't understand a single word he's saying. So Bloomberg article in March of 21, talking about the 15 minute city, says where the 15 minute city falls short. It doesn't take into account the histories of urban inequity intentionally imposed by technocratic and colonial planning approaches such as segregated neighborhoods, deep amenity inequity, and discriminatory policing of our public spaces. What in God's name did he just say? Does anybody have any idea? All I heard was it followed by blah, 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 spaces. It was like Charlie Brown's teacher somewhere in the middle. It doesn't take into account the histories of urban inequity. Oh, Lord. Intentionally imposed by technocratic and colonial planning approaches. Oh, gee. Such as segregated neighborhoods, deep amenity, inequity, and discriminatory policing of our... All right, when I start hearing that kind of crap, I know that I am dealing with a policy that is not driven at all by what people want, but by what liberals want, period. In other words, they... And I guarantee you... They're not going to live there. And if they are, they'll leave themselves and out. Well, the last thing I've got, and I'll just kind of end it with this. It's called The Madness of the 15-Minute City. This one came out in October of last year uh, from an online forum called Spiked Online. Uh, Spiked Online, a uh, professor named James Woodhuizen, a uh, visiting professor uh, at London South Bank University, He says that literally today's planners are gripped by an anti car ideology and their focus is less on helping people to get around than it is in reducing our cars, our use of cars by any means necessary. He says the concept of the 15 minute city was born with what's called C40, which is the 40 largest network, uh, the network of the 40 largest mayors uh, around the world. Um, You can imagine who some of them are. And it says what is posed as a revival, in this case, of Britain's green and pleasant land. Is in fact, a coercive drive to put motorists on a leash? Those homes with a car will have to count how many times they use it to cross town. There will be permits, penalties, and almost certainly more surveillance. All of this just so that some Oxford officialdom, which has declared a climate emergency, can be claiming to achieve net zero in a 15-minute city. I'm telling you, man, when I see this, when I see those who are advocating for it, I am leery as all get out. 15 minute city. If it works, fine. If the government and the World Economic Forum and the United Nations say we have to have it, I say no. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, Shifting Gears, coming right back with my friend Erica Thomas from 1819. Be right back. Right Side Ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right.